You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 199. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. Now, if you're new to the podcast, a big welcome to you. I hope you're doing super well. I know there's a few new listeners out there who have been binge listening over the last week or the last month, which is super cool. I'm so glad that you are finding it helpful and that you're not sick of my voice yet. Um, I do have something exciting to announce. I am coming to the US in August, which I'm really, really pumped about. Um, The annual podcast movement conference is happening in Orlando and I will be there from the 13th to the 16th of August. And then after that, traveling uh, along the East Coast to New York City. And we're not quite sure after that, but we're definitely going to be on the East Coast. So if you live in Orlando or if you're you know, around New York area, then hit me up because it would be super cool to connect with you. I might even organize a meetup or something. We'll see. Stand up, get noticed. The the C Method, uh, you know, meetup, New York City. That would be super cool. So hit me up, send me an email, cc at thecmethod.com if you would like to connect in um, August, well, late August, early September in the US. Okay, let's get into today's topic. Now, do you identify as an introvert and a highly motivated introvert at that? You know, you probably want to achieve great things at work, get recognized and promoted, but all the things that appears you need to do to get there are things that extroverts naturally do. You know what I'm saying? Like networking, speaking up in meetings, maybe having to speak over people, having to talk about your work. Do you notice you do need to do those things or, or um, and maybe you notice that you stop yourself from doing these things because you're saying, I'm an introvert, therefore I can't blank, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is a very common challenge that introverts face and it's something that I personally have not because I consider myself to be a raging extrovert. Um, But this is why it's so awesome to have other people come on the show and share their perspectives. So I'm very, very grateful and excited for you to meet my guest this week as she is about to offer you a powerful new perspective and a way of thinking when it comes to being introverted in an extroverted workplace. And she is career mentor for introverts, Serena Lowe. Now, Serena works with highly motivated introverts, and she's an introvert herself too, by the way, and she helps them to raise their vibe, their vitality, and their visibility so they can achieve their professional goals and enjoy a life of purpose and freedom. And you can learn more about Serena and the coaching work that she does at serenalow.com.au. So that's S-E-R-E-N-A, Serena, L-O-W.com.au. Serena also hosts the Melbourne Introverts in Business Meetup Group, which is pretty cool. So if you are in Melbourne and you want to practice networking with people who get you, then look up that group on meetup.com. 
Now, in this conversation, Serena and I discuss identity and how to have a healthy relationship with your introversion. We talk about how to use your introverted tendencies to your advantage, um, tools to start speaking up and being heard, how to effectively lead introverts, and how to speak up on the spot, you know, speak impromptu, plus a whole lot of other stuff. So there's a lot of there's a lot of great content and tips and mindset um, shifts here that Serena shares. Now, if you want to learn more about Serena and connect with her, I'll put all of the links that she mentions in the show notes, which are at thecmethod.com slash 199. Okay, let's get into it. So my first question to Serena was, you know, you specialize in helping people who identify as being introverted. Why are you so passionate about this particular area? Here's Serena. it's partly because I'm such a strong introvert myself and having struggled with the the social and emotional aspects of how do you be an introvert in a working environment where most of the the culture tends to promote extroversion, being confident means being outward, you know, very, um, very loud, very articulate, very bold almost. And introverts are completely opposite to that. So there has got to be a way for introverts to fit into a working and a business environment and thrive without feeling like they have to pretend to be someone they're not. And so that, that's how I got started in this niche. Mm. So can you share a bit more about your journey and how you learned how to be effective as someone who is more introverted? Uh, definitely. So when I was at school, I was, my, my class reports always said, you know, that I have to participate more, I have to speak up more, I am a quiet achiever. And, it, and I realized that there was this, this pattern going on. In a sense, I think I felt that I had to be this good girl and that to be a good girl meant to maintain the status quo, to not make trouble, to follow the rules. And that all kind of went together with the introversion as well. So mainly stay out of trouble, don't speak up too much, don't draw attention to yourself. Now, as I went into the, the working world, I noticed that there was a difference in, in the people who were highly regarded as successful and as promotable. And these were all the extroverts. So these were people who were very comfortable in social situations, not awkward at all. They could talk to anybody, anybody in the hierarchy, right up to the CEO. They had no difficulty speaking up in meetings and discussions and contributing ideas. And the introverts, on the other hand, they were the quiet achievers, working very hard in the background, but often not being noticed because they didn't draw attention to themselves in any way. They were trying so hard to stay out of the spotlight that they did a disservice to themselves because then others were not getting an accurate picture of what they were capable of. And so that really got me thinking, how, how do I, as someone who identifies as an introvert, insert myself into the conversation in a way that is adding value, but that is also comfortable for me. So that has been my experience. So, so last year, I started up a meetup group to explore this idea. to find out if there was a different way for business owners to network comfortably. Because as you know, in networking events, what normally happens, you might have 60 or 80 or 100 people in one room. There is a lot of noise. There is a lot of exchange of business cards. A lot of conversation there. So what happens is that for people who find this kind of a setting very intimidating, 
they, they, they either avoid going to such events altogether after one or two such experiences, or they go there feeling like they don't fit in, but somehow there's something wrong with them. So they might have a few attempts at making small talk with somebody, and then after two hours, or even less than that, they might go away feeling discouraged that this is not for me. So the, the tension, the conflict for the business owner who is an introvert is that you have to go out there and let people know who you are, what you do, letting your introversion hold you back. And you're doing a disservice to yourself as well as to the people you're trying to help. So my challenge then was to form a group, a community, where introverts could feel safe enough to let down their guard and start being brave simply knowing that their fellow introverts were in the room to support them, and that everyone else was like them and understood where they were coming from. And therefore, they could be themselves. And from there, we could start working on their courage and their journey for me. Mm. That's amazing, Serena. And I love, that, I love that you're all about helping introverts to firstly be aware that they're not the only ones who are going through this and that it's quite common. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we had a chat before we, we um, you know, organised this, this podcast and I think it's clear that people who, are identi- who, people who identify as being introverted, they know that in order to um, succeed in the workplace and to, and to move up, you do need to start putting yourself out there because, like you said, if you're not talking about the work you've done or – you know, making yourself known, then people aren't just going to know. So I think we don't really need to talk about why it's important to do that. Um, I think it would be really valuable for the listeners to um, hear your perspective on how they can perhaps shift their mindset around how they see themselves as, you know, being an introvert and how this may hold them back. Mm. So, So firstly, Serena, can you share with us you know, how much does the identity of I am an introvert impact people's actions? That's a really good question. I think as soon as we label ourselves in a certain way, that label can do one of two things. One is that it proclaims who we are in the world. But secondly, it also can either open up new opportunities or it can constrict us. So what happens sometimes with introverts is that they say, I am an introvert, therefore, I can't, it also can't do certain things, such as public speaking, or I can't um, stand up and, and articulate an opinion in a meeting without preparation. And so they, they give themselves a certain meaning to I am an introvert, mm. when actually that is simply a shortcut for, for discussing, for, for describing a certain energy type. So Susan Cain in her book, Quiet, talks about this as being simply an energy type. So introverts are people whose energy levels get easily depleted when they are interacting socially with others, when they are around other people. And extroverts are those whose energy levels get replenished by being around other people. So if we look at it like that, then being an introvert is not actually something that should constrict us. It is just something to be aware of that this is how I am wired and these are my limitations and therefore I need to be respectful of these these limitations but not let them define me or prevent me from serving and fulfilling my purpose in the world. So if someone says I am an introvert and therefore I can't do all these things, 
they have actually added to their identity by telling themselves a certain story about their limitations. What I challenge people to do is to not see this aspect as their whole identity. It is just a part of who they are. And they can actually do things in a certain way or in certain small ways that would increase their visibility, their courage, and help them get out of that discomfort feeling into a, a feeling of being more empowered. Mm. It's very black and white, you know, when people say, I am an introvert. It's either you're an introvert or you're not. But I've met plenty of people who say, oh, you know, in some situations I am, and then in other situations yes. I'm less so. What I are your totally thoughts on that? I totally agree with that. I, I suddenly have met a lot of people who say, that they are sometimes introverted and sometimes extroverted. And I think the word for that is an ambivert. So these people are a lot more flexible on the spectrum. They can switch their behaviors according to the context and according to who they are with and according to the situation. So there is a lot more flexibility there for them, which is a good thing because behavioral flexibility is one of the contributors to success. Meaning that as we notice what's going on in our environment and who we are with, we adjust behaviors accordingly to fit and so and to be in sync with the other person that we're talking with. And that makes the communication go much more effectively. So the contrast would be, I am an introvert, mm. full stop, which means I can't do anything else. It's like, because a person, I am this way, I can't change who I am. You have to accept me as I am. That becomes a very limiting, a very self-limiting way to to be in the world as opposed to you know I tend to be more introverted but I can speak up if I want to or I can you know converse with people it may not be comfortable but I can do it that's right it's the it's the I can that is the important part so the potential exists between within the introvert to be a certain kind of person where necessary almost like a, a light switch. You know, you turn it on when you need the light and otherwise you can turn it off. So the idea being that the introvert is flexible enough to adjust their behavior according to the context. And that also is an aspect of being emotionally intelligent, the intelligent. So Serena, when you're working with people in your meetup group and you're helping them to feel comfortable, what are some of the things that, you know, more introverted people can start to do to feel more comfortable in networking situations and to start shifting their behavior? Well, introverts tend to love both deep rather than wide. If they find it overwhelming to walk into a room and talk to everybody in the room and to, to work the room like some extroverts do, what they can do is to narrow down their field and concentrate on having, say, two or three good conversations in the space of two hours. And that is entirely manageable for most of us. So the idea being that you go deep and you go for the quality, you focus on that one person that you're with and be fully present in that conversation and tune everybody else out and all the surrounding noise. Because one thing that, that phases introverts in networking situations is the, the ambient noise. It's often so loud that it makes it very hard for them to concentrate. Mm-hmm. But it is possible for us to tune ourselves out intentionally and just focus on the person who is in front of us to be curious, to be, to ask questions, to really listen actively and to, to be in that kind of an emotional state where you are forming that kind of authentic connection with them. And nothing else matters except this person that I'm speaking with. My time, my energy right now 
is focused on making this a gift of an experience for them as well. My attention to what they are interested in. Yes, and that that in itself will make you stand out because, I mean, it happens to me all the time. You're at an event, you're talking to someone and you can see their eyes flicking around the room and you can tell they're not fully present with you. Yes. So if that is something that you can do when you're speaking with people, that's going to make you memorable and make you stand out, that alone simply being present with them. Definitely. Hi, Rockstar. I want to take a quick break to announce that next week is the 200th episode of Stand Out Get Noticed. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe it? So what I'm what I'm doing is I'm compiling stories from listeners about how the podcast has helped them. And I would love to hear from you. You can be anonymous if you like um, or not. It's up to you. But if this podcast has helped you and you have a specific episode that you particularly love, then I would absolutely love it if you could share that with me. So if you are in the Facebook group, The C Method Rockstars, you can post in there or you can email me directly, cc at thecmethod.com. Message me on LinkedIn. If we're connected, you know how to find me. What I'd like you to share is what's been your favorite episode, if there is one, and and how has the podcast helped you the most? You might like to share a specific example, a specific story of, of an experience you've had that has been as a result of the, the podcast helping you. So do reach out and I cannot wait to hear your stories. Okay, let's get back to the show. Now, my next question to Serena was, how can introverts start speaking up and putting themselves out there more in the work context? Now, she answered with a challenge to introverts to speak up more and think less about what people are thinking of you. Here's Serena. Um, I was watching this, this TED talk yesterday by a lady who, who talks about how the body, when under pressure, when we know we're being evaluated, we freeze and we are not as conscious of what we're doing. So with introverts, this can happen as well. As soon as they know someone is listening, someone is watching them, someone is evaluating them in that meeting, their, their mind goes into this kind of um, an overdrive kind of um, physical reaction and it, their brain almost seems to shut down and they can't, and they're not as articulate as they normally are. Simply, it's just like a kind of performance anxiety. So I think the, the, the way around this is to simply keep doing this on a consistent enough scale, starting small, but speaking up whenever you have an opportunity and creating those opportunities for yourself, not thinking so much about quality as, or, or how it's going to be perceived, but to simply get yourself mm. used and then desensitized to being in the spotlight, that, that uncomfortable feeling of everyone's looking at me, you know, what are they thinking about me? Um, is what I'm saying making any sense or are they thinking negative thoughts about me? Of making this contribution and so on. So all this negative self-talk will start to decrease the more used to being under that pressure situation we are, So, which simply means more practice. So we have to actually go through the discomfort to come out of it into a more comfortable space, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I'm all about leaning into the discomfort. 
Oh, but there's what you said there, Serena. There is so much going on in the mind, you know, that little voice that's going And I hear this from, you know, my clients and in our Facebook group as well. Um, people in there write things like, you know, I just I freeze up and I can't articulate what I'm saying. You know, and they say I want help with articulating what I'm saying. But with from from what you're saying, it sounds like it's actually more about just getting comfortable with people looking at you. Would you agree? I definitely do. Because what goes on in our head is, is very different from what we actually say out the minute we know we are being watched. We can be very unconsciously competent and really expert in a certain area. As soon as we are put in the spotlight, put on stage, put on any kind of platform with people looking at us, something happens in our body and in our mind. And so it's simply a matter of getting used to that feeling of being under pressure and getting to the point where it becomes a neutral thing for us. And then we can start performing at a level that is actually a good reflection of who we are and what we're capable of. And the great thing about this is that you're at work every single day. So you have plenty of opportunity to practice these things. That's right. Serena, can we talk about how we can celebrate our introverted traits? You know, you were saying at the start that a lot of um, extroverted traits tend to be the ones that are celebrated and rewarded in the workplace, you know, being bold, speaking up, being a people person, knowing everyone, talking to everyone. Um, but I know that there's, you know, there's, there's intro, more introverted traits that can be a real advantage in the workplace. Can you share some of those with us? Definitely. Um, introverts are very detail-oriented. They are very good listeners. They demonstrate empathy. They have the ability to, to build trust and rapport quickly with others simply because they are present and listening and they truly care. So all these qualities are what we need to make an organization great or to make a team great, to, to foster that kind of trust that enables people to want to work together and collaborate and cooperate and do things for a common cause. So what often happens with office politics is because it's such a competitive environment, it's like you know, win-lose, it's black and white. But with introverts, they are very happy to be in the background and you need them in any healthy workplace because these are the people that are quietly getting things done, not drawing attention to themselves, but facilitating others' success. So they could be the quiet person mentoring someone else, giving advice, guiding a new person along. They could be the one that is like a bridge builder between different factions and people trust them implicitly because they are of a certain way that they are. They are good listeners. They do their work well. They pay attention to the details and you need the details because, you know, with, with um, things like legal contracts, for instance, or with um, proofreading and editing or publications, you need a certain quality, a certain standard. So introverts are very good at all these things and therefore it can work beautifully like a like a dance with extroverts and introverts and ambiverts all realizing that they have some different strengths and being given the opportunity and a safe space to demonstrate and use these strengths for the good of the workplace. Absolutely. I think it's so important to understand that your traits are so valuable to your organization and your team and that you you know, you, sh you shouldn't hide them or feel that they're not valuable because they are. And to, you know, really highlight those when you are talking about, you know, what you offer um, in, in the workplace. Serena, what about someone who is a leader at work or a manager and they have 
introverted people on their team how can a leader get the get the most from their team and you know have the team work together well and be productive um, in a culture that celebrates extroverted tendencies I think it takes a lot of um, emotional intelligence and self-awareness for a leader who is managing introverts under them to to help everyone flourish so for instance what they could do is you know how with the open open office concept that is mm. definitely not introvert friendly. I've spoken to so many introverted professionals, and that is like a thing that drives them nuts because there is simply nowhere they can escape to when they want to do work. And introverts need a lot of um, a lot of private, quiet space to do their deep worst work. They need to concentrate. What they need is like a where they can go away not talk to anybody, just disconnect and just do their best work by themselves in solitude. And that would be ideal for them. So that's one. Mm. Another one would be not to make them feel ambushed because introverts, they, they are in their heads a lot, thinking about things and processing ideas. And they want to make sure that what they actually say and what they produce is of a certain quality that meets their own high internal standards. So they're not going to jump out and say and announce something before they're fully ready. They would have thought through it quite carefully, considered it from all angles, thought about the pros, the cons, and, and, and all the other details before they actually say something or produce something. So a good way for a leader with introverts under them is to give them adequate notice and not put them on the spot. So allow them to, for instance, come back to you with their a fuller response later on as opposed to asking them in the meeting right now to say something about a certain project that they are working on, but which is not yet ready. I have some women in my group program at the moment who identify as being more introverted. And one of them, mm -hmm. she was saying that her boss came up to her and said, hey, um, what, how's it all going on this thing? I need an answer right now. And she said that she used to get really, really flustered because she hated being put on the spot like that because she needed time. And um, so we so we suggest, you know, why don't you prepare an answer and say very confidently and firmly, I'm going to need five minutes to work on this. Can I get back to you? So she practiced saying that out loud. And the next time her boss did that, she said that straight out. She said, you know what, I'm going to need five minutes to get back to you. Why don't you go speak with our other colleague, you know, in the meantime, and I'll have an answer for you in five minutes. That is brilliant. And simply having that response her boss just went oh okay sure and then went off spoke to the other colleague and then later on came back and apologized to her for being too you know abrupt or you know or forceful so that was a, a huge win for her definitely that is that is simply so proactive and so it's wonderful how she flipped that around and took back control of the situation yeah, and I think a, a big part is simply being aware and being aware that, you know, some people are just very, they process things very quickly and they want things on the spot and mm -hmm. they're not trying to be rude. They're not trying to deliberately trip you up. That's just the way they think. That's the way they operate. So, exactly. you know, not, so I guess not, you know, taking it personally and just going, oh, well, that's just how they operate and I'm going to um, act accordingly. I agree with you there. So there is an element of self-awareness that's required and also an element of resilience, I think. Because what you said there was about not reading other people's intentions as being negative, but um, 
realizing that they are simply wired differently, their personalities operate differently. And therefore, as who has um, self-leadership within ourselves, we are capable of rising to meet that kind of a challenge. And because it has happened more than once, then you can be prepared for a future occasion by coming up with your own response to that, which is what you just beautifully described. So that's brilliant. Mm. And coming up with those responses, those I found with my clients, they have to practice it. You know, you can't just decide, I'm going to say this. You have to actually physically say it so that when the question comes up or when the situation comes up, you're ready to, um, you're ready to roll with it and you're not hesitating as well. Yes, exactly. That congruence has to be there. And that can only come through practice and through actually putting yourself under a similar pressurizing kind of situation, which is similar mm. to what we talked about in the earlier part of this interview. Serena, what about, I mean, because that what I just described there, that's, that's in a one-on-one situation. What about if there's a number of people around? So what if it's a meeting and you're put on the spot and you've got everyone there? And I know we've sort of touched on this before around having that pressure on, but as an in, as a more introverted person, if you physically can't think of an answer in that moment simply because you're trying to process things, what can someone do in that situation? I would say that the, the best way is actually to buy time by giving a, a response that is good enough for that situation so that it enables the agenda to continue flowing without sure. everyone kind of freezing and looking at you as you time to come back with a fuller response. So, so something along the lines of, we are currently working on that. We are up to such and such a stage and we just need more details from um, you know, some other parties or so. And we will have a fuller response for you by this date. Wonderful. I like that. And saying that very confidently and to the point so that you know, people take it on board and go, okay, sure. I like that. That's right. That's right. So putting in the detail, because the introvert is good with the detail and would probably already know this is where they are up to. But it's simply also having the confidence, I think, the tone, the tone of confidence as you announce these things, because then you come across as competent and you are completely on top of things and you're not flustered. Mm. Yes. All really good things to practice. Serena, thank you so much for sharing all of your great tips and advice with us. Tell us more about the the work you do and who you help. Yes, so I work with introverted business owners who are new in business as well as people who are just switching over from corporate into starting a business of their own. And I work with them on becoming more visible, more courageous and for in alignment with their higher purpose. So I run a group called Melbourne Introverts in Business, which is a meetup group that meets in the Melbourne CBD every month. And you can find us on the meetup.com platform. And also my website is um, serenalow.com.au. And that's where you'll find more of my coaching programs and um, a description of what is it that I do with introverts and professionals. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Serena, and I do hope that the introverts listening don't hesitate to reach out to you and especially the Melbourne Melbourne people to go along to your meetup. Am I allowed to come along or will I scare, scare everyone? <laughs> You're always welcome, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much again, Serena. You're welcome. Pleasure to be with you. A 
big thank you to Serena Lowe for being such a generous guest on the show this week. You can find out more about what she does at serenalowe.com.au or simply visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 199. Okay, Rockstar, remember to email me your stories or, you know, send on link, send it to me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, whatever your preferred channel is. Send me your stories of how the podcast has helped you and a favorite episode if you do have one. And I'm going to be sharing them on the 200th episode next week. And I cannot wait to see you then. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. (laughs) 